Hey, welcome to today's episode of the Hive with Us podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Martinez. Today I have a special guest, Mr. Troy Holt. We're going to get into all the things he does, but he's a fellow podcast host of the Troy Talk Show. Definitely go check his show out. Please welcome our guest, Troy. How are you doing today? I am well, Daniel. Uh, first of all, I want to thank, man, thank you for allowing me to come and be a part uh, of the uh, your podcast. And it's, it's just a, truly an honor. I'm truly grateful for the opportunity to come and be here. Yeah, so uh, I, I interviewed uh, Troy interviewed me on his podcast, and towards yes. the end of it, I might have been after the call or at the end of the at the end of the episodes. He's like, "I'm not going to do more podcasts." I'm like, "Guess what? It's just because you said it, we're going to get you on our podcast, and we're going to do we're going to do a podcast swap here." But it's one of those things where, like, if you don't say what you want, you never get it. So That's true. I didn't, I didn't know Troy was looking to do more podcasts, but here we are. He said yes. it, and now we're. So I hope you guys get some value today. Uh, one of the first questions I like asking is, uh, "Where you, what part of the country are you from? How long you been there?" Sure. I'm in uh, Pensacola, Florida. I've been here since 1989, originally from Nashville, Tennessee, and I got here via the Navy. How long were you in the Navy? Uh, I did three years. I uh, did one tour, got out, and been in Pensacola ever since. Awesome, awesome. Appreciate your service. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, what did you do in the Navy while you were there for three years? Yeah, I was in a position called uh, AZ or Aviation Administration Man. So I basically, uh, I was in the, on the air uh, the uh, aviation side, and I did administration uh, in the uh, on, on the aviation side. Okay, awesome, awesome. That sounds like it was a long time ago. <laughs> it was. was. It, was it... <laughs> yeah. hey, like hey, it was. Hey, yes, it was. Uh, I joined the navy in 1988. <laughs> 1988. Yeah, so I'm at my age. <laughs> oh man, I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> I wasn't even born. Yet. That's yes. awesome. No, that's awesome. I, I I appreciate, like I said, I appreciate all the servicemen that uh, help out forever long. They help out with, with the armed services and whether Thank they're you. in combat or not, it's all important. And I appreciate everybody that does that. So first of all, we'll Thank mention you. that. <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about what you do. And uh, one thing I, I really liked about your bio and for everybody, you go to highwithus.com and check out Troy Hood's bio. He says he's the chief encouragement officer. I thought that was really good. Yeah. That was really and, cool. And so here's my pitch. This is my elevator pitch. So my name is Troy. I own a company called Troy Hope Consulting. I'm the CEO. The CEO stands for Chief Encouragement Officer. My title is my personality. Truly, it's my personality. I'm a I'm an encourager. So when I say Chief Encouragement Officer, that's my personality. But what I actually do, I'm a certified financial educator, and I uh, teach people how money works. Uh, in America, it's about well worldwide. About seventy percent of the people are illiterate when it comes to money. And I just uh, educate people, show people how money really works. And that's what I do uh, in my business. Are you a financial planner? I'm not a financial planner, uh, but I do have some certifications. I could, I'm, I'm eligible to go and get the CFP certified financial planner, but I didn't want to pay the money and the time to to do that. So so I have a couple of designations, but uh, CFP, it, uh, it, it's one of the top tier uh, cert, uh, certifications. Yeah. I, I talked to a financial planner on the podcast before. That's why I ask. I know a little bit. I know a little bit about a lot of things, especially podcasting and talking to different type of guests. You learn a lot. Yeah, yeah. Variety of people. Variety. Of people. Right. Chief encouragement officer. So you're looking for people that have never invested before, looking to invest into something to maybe build a better future. Like, what's your typical client look like? So my typical client is is, is the average American who they have a sense of money, but they don't they don't have the direction. You know, so we talk about what we call the seven money milestones, and it's a roadmap or a blueprint to financial 
wealth or generational wealth. And it's uh, financial education is one. Number two is proper protection. Number three is emergency fund. Number four is debt management. Number five is cash flow. Six is a building wealth. And seven is protecting wealth. And so we we take someone through. Not always uh, everything is it. Boom, 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 boom. It may take some time, but, but it's a roadmap. And we show them how to get there by putting all those plain, uh, things in place and dealing with those issues. And in America, many people, they, they don't have that education. You know, like, what is the uh, rule of 72? People say, what is that? Rule of 72 basically is take your interest rate that you're getting. So if you're getting 1% in a savings account and you divide it by 72, then that is how long the answer is how long it takes your money to double. So you get in 1% and you divide it by 72, it's going to take 72 years for your money to double. So we talk about that, uh, the rule of 72, and then we show them how they can move their money in other things to be able to get better than 1% because uh, a bank, people are getting zero uh, nationally. Uh, the average is uh, 0.9%, but some of the large banks is 0.1%. Yeah, that's uh, it's definitely. I wish I wish they would teach like like basic financial literacy. I think as you're covering that with a lot of new people, but they covered that in high school. I mean, it's such a necessity once you turn 18, and you got to. Sure. I always laugh at the people on uh, these kids online. They get their first job, and then IRS took 25 percent of right. my paycheck. <laughs> right. it's, always, it's always very funny. It's always very funny. Yeah. I, I remember for me, I was I had this, yeah. not that I, I knew about it, but I was just like. They take that much of my paycheck, so I'm really going to get paid dollars an hour. What? Yep. <laughs> and when you total it up, you know, and you say, "Oh man, I, I got this uh a twenty uh twenty three hundred dollar check." And then you get it is eighteen hundred. Well, what happened to the other five hundred? You know, taxes. You know, it, it, it got you. Yeah. Taxes, taxes, taxes. That's the the one thing that hits everybody. True. True. <laughs> True. No, I, I wish more people. I wish more people covered financial literacy as a whole, and I think providing financial literacy to the young age is important as well. Just because, like I said, if they don't understand the basics, I, I hate to see it too. Because like one of the things that always blows my mind is all the people that win the lottery. They come into large sums of wealth, and they it's just gone in five years on average. True. Five True. years. So it's one of those things where like you can you can think you have all the right information, but whatever you don't know is what's going to prevent you from getting to where you want to be in life. And if you do get it and didn't earn it, you could frivolously burn it all essentially over time. And to your point, and to your point, Daniel, even the, some people that win lottery many times don't realize, you know, taxes. So they, they think they get all this money, then they get taxes. And then a lot of them, they, they, still financial illiterate they just got a lot of money so they don't know what to do, do with it now i don't gamble so i won't play the lottery but let's say i came into an inheritance uh, of money so to, so i'm gonna get my cpa my estate planning uh, attorney we're gonna get together we're gonna design a plan and, and me as a financial uh, educator advisor uh, i want to make this laugh and i want to i want to leave it as generational for my grandkids and so i want to design a plan for, for that instead of you know just going spending money I want to sit down and to to make it last and be very wise with you. So many people don't do that. You know, they go spend in a house or a car and things like that, in a big house and car. You know, and uh, you know, for me, those things don't really matter to to to, uh, to me. You know, uh, 
would I like a, a new car? Yeah, but I mean, I, it's not anything. I have a 2008 uh, Nissan Altima and a 2001 Honda Civic. So I got two old cars paid off. So it, it's so going to get a brand new car, it really doesn't move me, you know, as something. But I'm not knocking anybody who go do that. But it just it, it just doesn't move me. So one thing one thing I, I think I really want to talk about on this show is uh, asset protection. So. Let's talk about maybe maybe you come into wealth, maybe you have a good paying job and you start on you want to start protecting your assets. Are you recommending them to attorneys or our IRAs, 401ks to go that route? Or it's kind of individual base based off whatever their goals are and necessities are at that time? Because it seems like you kind of lay out the whole the whole roadmap, but somebody might be already at phase three versus phase one where you have to start from scratch. Yeah. show is sponsored by hive mind crm it is more than just a crm it is a real estate and business mastermind that comes with an all-in-one crm you can have unlimited websites and users you can call text rvm and email all in one user interface and you can set up custom automations for any type and multiple businesses 65 percent of companies start using a crm system within the first five years of business once implemented the hive mind will save you on marketing give you more time and make more money one of our users had his first one hundred thousand dollar month using our system in june we want to see you automate and accelerate your business text us at 210-972-1842 for future meetings and of course to get our one dollar course on how to make more than six figures on one land deal you can schedule your free demo today at hivemindcrm.io yeah it's what you the matter what you said so everybody's situation is different and so i work with them on the individual case-by-case basis uh, so part of that asset of protection is, do they have a will? Do they have uh, health care by power attorneys? Now, I don't offer these documents. This is this is a attorney, but I'm going to recommend you get these things in place. One yeah. simple thing that I, I'm going to tell them, uh, Daniel, is uh, do you have, uh, who's your beneficiary? So everybody, your bank accounts, uh, 401ks, uh, do you have beneficiaries? Then the second thing I'm going to say is, don't have minor children as beneficiaries on these uh, accounts, like uh, your life insurance. And the reason why, because if you have minor children, minor children are not allowed to 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 be able to receive funds like that. So what's going to happen is, at the end of you, if you pass, then then whoever is handling your estate, they're going to have to hire an estate planning attorney to get a guardianship. Uh, so that's money that's going to be taken away from that what you left to because no preparation was uh, was taken. So if you're going to do beneficiaries, get somebody that you really trust that you know is going to take care of those children, or you can uh, you can just set up a UTMA uh, that will you can put that in there. That's not the best option, uh, but I think the best option is someone who you really trust that you know will take care of the, uh, your, your your family in the event of your death. But those mistakes people make they make their minor children beneficiary. I got a friend of mine, uh, uh, and uh, he's a client, and, and he said I could share this story. So his wife passed, they had been there 25 years, uh, and his wife passed about two years ago. They had minor children. And what happened was uh, she had a policy through work, and she named uh, him as a beneficiary and two, three, uh, uh, three minor children. Uh, but one of them, I think she was 18, uh, but the other two were minor. So she had, uh, one, one of them wasn't even born. So she had to minor children, the children as beneficiary. So he had to hire an attorney, he had to pay court costs and fees to prove that he's a guardian of his own children 
in order to get them the the, the funds. And they and they got the funds, but 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 that's money that they could have kept uh, in their family without spending. So those are some of the things we we look at. We try to recommend. It. So what, what's the document in place that they need to have in place to prevent? Because like I, I've done documentation like this. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. as you get into adulthood and have kids, you start putting beneficiaries. So like, I think the way I set my stuff up is it, it goes to either my spouse, like my stuff goes to mm-hmm. my spouse, or my spouse's go to me, and then it goes to my children. So you're saying yeah. you need to have like an like independent third party that's a beneficiary to receive all that stuff just in case both of us pass. No, what I'm saying is like your life insurance policy. If you had just named your children as the beneficiary, and ah, not your okay, wife. Okay. so you got minor children as beneficiary, which is not wise. It's not the wise thing to do. So okay. some happen, they can't receive the money because they're minor. Now, uh, you know, when you get complex, you may look at you know setting up a trust uh, because a trust uh, you can take an insurance policy and the insurance policy uh, is owned by the trust, and then the trust can be the beneficiary. So when you pass, the policy uh, goes into the trust and then uh, have set up parameters of how the trust <clears throat> is directed. So because you don't know how your children want to be when you when you gone and maybe that you maybe you pass in at 25. You know, uh, I have one son, but I have three grandchildren. So different personality. One may spend it all. But the other one may, may save it. So, so you never know. So you want to be able to control it. But everybody doesn't need a trust. It's a case by case basis. Some people do, but everybody should have a wheel, uh, which basically say, hey, this is how I want my assets to be distributed. distributed. Uh, and many people in America don't have a wheel. Uh, two people, uh, Prince and Aretha Franklin, didn't have no estate plan, no wheels, no anything. So now held up in, in court. Uh, for court. Uh, I think they settled uh, Aretha Franklin. Chadwick Boseman uh, didn't have no estate plan. Yeah, didn't, didn't have an estate plan. So a lot of the money, uh, I think it went half to his wife and it happened to his parents or something like that because no estate plan. And I fought the, the people that passed, but also the people around them that's supposed to be their manager and, and helping them didn't say, hey, let, let's do these things, uh, you know, and get these things together. I'm really glad you mentioned that, too, because I, I was going to mention Chadwick Boseman, like I said, but it's one of those things where even people that operate at a high level don't have the basics in place. Correct. Like if you, Correct. You have you have assets to pass down, make sure you, yeah. you follow the proper procedures right. to make sure all the stuff yeah. is going to move properly. But Daniel, Daniel, you're in real estate. So, you know, you want to make sure when you pass, it's set up that you can distribute it, you know, and it stays in the family. And those, your, your, your children, your grandchildren, it stays in the family. Yeah, I know for us, real estate basis, they, they always advise us to uh, put your property in a trust. That way that it avoids probate mm-hmm. and it just passes yep. the benefits. Correct. Correct. So there's a lot, like I said, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, hangups that come with it, but I think it's one of those things where like seeking an advisors, understand what you're getting into. If you have assets, what assets you need to cover in what way, and really understanding the, the full facet of your prior um, and end of life planning. I think like, yeah. one, one thing that's guaranteed is always death. <laughs> True. <laughs> True, and they say taxes, but definitely death. Definitely death. I was gonna say death. I was gonna say death and taxes, but yeah, real estate workers afford taxes somehow. Yeah, that's a good thing. I was gonna say only death. Yeah, right. No, I I think I think it's a it's a it's a cool um, it's a cool avenue to be on because like you said, so many people need the basics, 
Um, they, they need the basics to be done properly, properly for them. Someone's on their side to really um, get them to the to the point where they need to protect their assets because it's such a right. such an important thing. We see all the time of like people that get their property passed in probate, and then yeah. it's just craziness happens between the family or the attorneys or all this extra nonsense that could have been prevented just with simple paperwork. And then another thing that I, I, I see and hear sometimes uh, is that, you know, there's never been a conversation with the family uh, and then there's no, nothing set up. And so, uh, so uh, I know when my mom passed, you know, I had to go find stuff, you know, cause she passed unexpectedly and, yeah. you know, so had to go find, did she have, but she had told me she had insurance through her job. But I don't know what else she has. I had to find a checkbook and go through, you know, checkbook and, and such and such and such. And such. So, like for me, my wife, I handle all our affairs. So I, I've created a, a a document, and so it has the policy numbers on there, uh, the number to call, you know, because I got policies on my grandchildren and all of that. So she can just take that sheet, and she can just call the numbers because the policy number and the numbers on there. And it's in a. I have a, a little safe uh, in my house, and she can just uh, uh, call those numbers. I know if something happened to her, she's gonna be distraught. To me, she's gonna be distraught. Me, I'm 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 a little bit level-headed and not emotional, so I can handle. But with her, I know her, so so I want to make sure she she can handle all that. No, it's uh, <laughs> it's one thing. It's one thing. Like I said, I, I've been thinking about more as I get older because my kids are getting. Not that they're older, but they're they're five 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 three two right now. So it's one of those things where like as as I, I start accumulating assets, I need to protect myself and make sure all this stuff yeah. is set up and make sure there's an account of account of assets. <laughs> and I, I say, Daniel, shout out to you and your wife for having uh multiple uh, children and you know uh, and, and small children at that. Man, my wife, I have one son, twenty nine year old son, so. <laughs> So I, I, my heart goes out to y'all to have multiple small children. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's fun. It's fun. I think it'll be better once they go to school. But right now, it's fun. That's all I can say. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so um, so how, how long you've been? How long you've been in like this education space as far as consulting? Um, and it sounds like this is really your passion from hearing. It is. Hearing. Yeah. Yeah, I've been in the industry itself about 23 years. And uh, so kind of what happened, I started looking at uh, the, 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 the wealth gap, especially the racial wealth gap. And 100%. I started, fo yeah, started focusing on that and seeing that uh, uh, the numbers were, were very dis disparaging. And I said, hey, I want to start really focusing on uh, you know, especially African-Americans getting us you know, to a point uh, and, and I'm not going to be able to close the gap by myself, but if I can help one, uh, and my, 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 my practice is not exclusive to African-Americans because I'll, I'll work with anyone, but it's just we have one of the biggest uh, uh, need. And then uh, also Latino has a big, there's a big gap there also. With them. I think there's a little bit better than African-Americans, uh, but uh, for African-Americans, we have a big uh, wealth gap. Yeah, I think it's important that uh, all the assets. I think this is the crazy thing about like time and um, asset accumulation. It's really it's usually generations, generations time. Like one of the yeah. biggest reasons why there is that wealth gap in general is just that 
they were able to acquire knowledge and pass it down and pass down those assets right. effectively. And that's why they have the upper hand. True, true. And they started, you know, hundreds of years ago. And, uh, you know, we just get started uh, and, you know, we're trying to, you know, catch up, you know, and then we're trying to, we're trying to learn and then set up a, a generational uh, wealth. And a lot of it came through home ownership, you know, uh, go back to real estate. It came through home own, own, ownership. But you know, remember, African-Americans, uh, we had to deal with redlining. We had to deal with uh, yep. uh, the, the government, uh, which was part of the redlining, the government, society. So certain people didn't want us in certain areas. You had the government uh, that they actually put out. It was it was a it was a, a, a bill in the early 1930s uh, uh, started this and in the red line and then also uh, society. Now, the fourth area. Uh, that is a challenge of, uh, is us, you know, as a, as a people, we, we've got to take some responsibility for some of the things we haven't done. Sometimes uh, we're, we're one of the, we're sometimes some of the biggest consumers instead of producers. And yeah. sometimes we, we buy a lot of uh, liabilities instead of assets. And so we've got to take partial responsibility also for this wealth gap. Yeah. I also want to mention too, is that the, even like the mortgages, those are mortgage discrimination, so they wouldn't even allow them yeah. to own houses. True. So I, I do True. want to mention that too, because like I said, for everybody here, like you might you may not see in the right foot or you weren't passed down assets or information and all that stuff. This is where you change it right now and you make a better future for you and your family and your descendants moving forward. True. You can't change the past and what happened and what 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 happened to your to your people as a whole, but it's one of those things where you have to make the decision. I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better for my family. I'm going to set them up better for my family. I'm going to utilize the time I have on this earth to create a better future for them because that's what really matters. True. And hopefully they can make a change. And this is where I, I think I always like, I always talk about like generational stuff like this all the time. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's not my job to hold the line and make sure they do what's right. It's just my job to teach them so hopefully they make the right decisions because I might not be here forever Correct. to guide them and, and show them the way. So True. it's just there to, I'm here to produ produce the assets and hopefully pass down the knowledge for the time I have with them and hopefully yep. they make the right decision because I'm not going to be here forever. True. And Daniel, I want to just kind of correct you. I'm being funny here. You won't be here forever. Me, you or I will be here forever. 100%. 100 percent no it's, it's, it's such a great topic it's such a great topic in general like i said i appreciate the mission it's such a small it's such a large task to, to carry or to even it attack is. yeah it's such it a is. large task because you, you you really look at the numbers and the people affected by it it's yeah. millions millions of people it is so it is i hope i hope somebody listens today and reaches out because this is something that could change Maybe not our generation, but the generations coming up in yeah, the right agreed. direction. Yep, definitely. In the right direction. There's something I, I saw on online was that if, if more people put insurance on their loved ones, it would stop it would stop and prevent all the killings because insurance people are the, they're, they're yeah. the, they're the yeah. gangsters. I've heard girl. that too. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> and, and, you know, one thing that, that people don't realize, uh, life insurance is probably probably the least uh, least expensive way for a person to leave an inheritance to the beneficiary. 
Really? You know, yeah, because, it, you know, the, the, I don't want to get into the weeds, but you got term and permanent insurance. And let's say somebody buy a half million term policy and they do a 30 year term, they're paying maybe, uh, it depends on the age and a lot of other factors, but they're paying yeah. <laughs> excuse me, $30 a month for a half million uh, in term and they pass uh, year 15, where their beneficiary has got a half million, million who have they named the beneficiary. Uh, you know, uh, that's uh, one of the least expensive ways to leave uh, a an inheritance, you know, to your beneficiaries. Now, there's other other ways, but, but life insurance is one of the least expensive ways. You get on the permanent side, uh, you can not only leave a death benefit, but you also can build cash in, in there, and if cash grows tax-free. Uh, so, yeah. so that's just another strategy. But, but my point is, is that, you know, paying fifty dollars a month, you know, for you know, uh, let's say sixty years. I'm just throwing a number out there. It's still less expensive than trying to generate, you know, uh, a five million dollar portfolio, which you can. But I'm just saying is, it's the least expensive way to leave an inheritance to your beneficiaries that is not costing them. And then, and if people can grab that concept, they can say, "Oh, you know, well, let me make sure I protect myself." In because we all going like you said, we all gonna die one day, uh, and so we just don't know when. Uh, and I have an interesting topic I want to take on um, end of life care. I know is becoming progressively more expensive, and a lot of people think they have enough but aren't properly planning for end of life care, just because as me in my thirties, it may be. Mm-hmm. Exorbitant amount with inflation and other factors, and maybe a crazy expense in the future. So, what what advice do you have on uh, end of life care or end of life preparation towards uh, caregiving? Because I, I have a the reason why I ask this because my wife has an aunt transitioning into that she possibly needs care, and I think somebody else I know too is going through that as well. Where it's one of those things where like they're they're at that high paying job. They're I mean. Uh, people of that age had um, what's the social security and all they're yeah. getting all the benefits that we don't necessarily have access to anymore. Yeah. But those things were end of life care is becoming inexorably expensive. And you need to prepare for that. Yeah. So this is another area that uh, I'm kind of passionate about. So number one is one of the biggest fear of, of seniors, especially people boomers this time is running out of money. But also with that, uh, they say about uh, 60, let me see, what's the number? 70, 70, 70% of people 65 and over will need some type of form of long-term care. Mm-hmm. 70% of people over 65. And what's happening, so when I first started in the industry, the focus was on retirement planning, retirement planning. But what the people failed, failed to really incorporate it, we, we, we kind of, knew about uh long-term care but what people really didn't anticipate the skyrocketing cost of health care so the skyrocketing cost of health care has gone up and so therefore uh people don't understand is uh we got a lot of baby boomers retiring we are in a mess and it's going to be a bigger mess uh in the state of washington right now they passed a law so they, they passed a law and they put it on hold but they passed a law that said that uh, they're charging a payroll tax for W-2 employees. This payroll tax is going to pay uh, a lifetime of coverage of long-term care 
whether a person stand at home or they stand uh, at a facility, $36,000, okay? The average stay in a long-term care facility is about four years, and the average cost is about $300,000. So it's not even enough the $36,000 at the state of Washington. But what's happening is, uh, and, I, and I heard, Daniel, y'all state is next, going to follow suit and come up with something similar. And you're going to see other states uh, uh, follow suit. Because the state is saying, uh, we don't have the money to care of this. Now, there's, there's some options that people can, can do to, uh, to help uh, alleviate. Number one is a long-term care policy. However, long-term care policies are very expensive. Uh, and uh, with long-term care, the average age is between 40 and 60 that people buy policy. But also, strict underwriting okay so a lot of time a lot of people get turned out or they can't afford it and so uh, we see even today we see even people who are millionaires who've got plenty of, of money and millionaires getting long-term care policies why because they realize that uh, a health a catastrophic can wipe out all their money and so so we we come into this issue is going to be it's going to come up where the long-term care and people and then uh, what other, another thing that people don't realize with this long-term care, this end-of-care issue is that uh, the government doesn't allow you, like, for example, you got assets, they'll grab your assets if you if you have to go to a state facility. People say, well, I just I just transferred my, my assets to, like, uh, I just transferred my assets to you, Daniel. You, uh, I'm, I'm the, the father, you the son. I just transferred my assets. But the government doesn't allow you they got a five-year look back. So you got to have set those assets up five years prior before they not oh, be taken. Wow. You see what I'm saying? So so, so this is this is getting deeper and deeper in a bigger mess. Uh, and uh, we just need to make preparation. Uh, and I have some options, you know, people can, they can do, uh, there's one option they can do, a standalone plan, which is very expensive. They, there's hybrid plans, and then there's an alternative plan. So. So if anybody, you know, listening, got questions about this, just reach out to me and I'll, I'll help, I'll educate. That's amazing. I didn't know that. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff you, stuff you don't even think about. And then I think this is, this is the importance of this conversation as a whole is stuff you don't think about. Maybe it's time to think about it. Maybe put it in your horizon. That it's stuff yeah. you're going to have to face eventually, whether you're not going to, maybe you're not going to address it today, but you need to address it sometime in the near future and sure. set up and prepare for it. And make sure you're ready to handle that uh, handle that occurrence whenever it happens because it's going to happen. It it's is. It is. Yeah, I told you, seventy percent of people over sixty five gonna need some type of. And that could be in home, could be in the facility, but they're gonna need some type of care. Yeah, that's that's crazy. That's a big number. It is. It really is. That's a very big number. Whew. That's crazy. Scary. Wow. Yeah, it's very scary. Yeah. yeah, very very scary. That's huge. And healthcare is not going down; it's still increasing. Yeah, it's still increasing. Definitely, it definitely is for sure. Um, this is why, like a lot of people, they'll they'll they'll, they'll travel for healthcare just to avoid the cost from United States healthcare. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, definitely. Yes, yes. That's crazy, uh, man. This is, there's a lot of stuff to unpack with this. Um, what is a quote? That is yours or somebody else's that you resonate with? Quote that I resonate with. Oh man, I have a few of them. But one of them is 
small acts of kindness can create a big impact. And I'm a firm believer of, of, of doing kind acts for people because you never know what somebody is going through. Uh, you know, you could be contemplating suicide. And I, I can call you and say, hey, man, I just called, man, to encourage you, man. Just want to check on you, see how you're doing. Uh, you know, can I have prayer with you? And you, you, you know, you could be like, man, today I was going to take my life. And yeah. that one little small impact doesn't cost me money, just a little time. Now, one of the things I do, let me, let me, let me share this. this. This is one of the things I do, especially on social, especially on my Facebook. I do it on the other platform, but especially on my social, Facebook. So if a person have a death in the family and they put it on Facebook, I reach out to them, just offer my, uh, offer my prayers and condolences. And then I'll say, hey, can I get a, a good mail? What's a good mailing address? And so what I do, if they pay, if they post a picture of the loved one on Facebook, I take the picture, put it in a card, personalize the card, and send the card to them. Not asking for anything, not trying to sell them anything, just really just trying to be a source of encouragement. Now, what I've also done this year, so I have a system that I, that I send these personalized cards, but, but what I've also done, this year is they'll get a card again in 90 days they'll get another one in 180 days they'll get another one in 365 days the reason why because death is is the grief is a, is a process so when when the funeral is over and everything gone there's nobody really thinking about them everybody's gone with their life and i just want to let them know that somebody's still thinking about them you know doing that grief process so that's one of the things that, that, I, that i that i do because a small act and create a big impact. That is, that is amazing. It's amazing. A lot of people they don't. Till you've been hit with, till you've been hit with grief in your own way in your own life, and till it's tangible in your own life, you really understand the effects and power it can true, bring true, in, individuals true. on an individual level. Because yeah. uh, life's hard. <laughs> it is. It is. And it's I told very, you my title. My title is Chief Encouragement Officer. I told you it's my personality. <laughs> no. That's that's amazing, that's amazing because uh, a lot of people forget. Yeah, they do, they do, and 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 I mean, I, I, if when I had death in my family, I I wouldn't. You know, my mom passed. I don't charge anybody. I understand people got life and they're moving uh, yep. uh, with, with life, but me, I just know how it is, and so I try to reach out to people. And these people, I may not even know them. We just friends are connected on uh, Facebook, and you know, I just know how it is when you have a loss and you know you're grieving. And I just want to be, uh, you know, uh, encouragement. Now, there's people that have birthdays and celebrations. I send them a card also. Uh, so, you know, I try to comfort people in their losses and uh, celebrate their, their wins. Uh, because everybody have loss. You know, lose a job, divorce, uh, a pet, a spouse, or family members. We all have losses. And so let's encourage people and uh, comfort people in their losses uh, so, uh, you know, they won't feel like they're alone. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. I do the birthday ones. Whenever uh, I get clients that I see it's their birthday, usually I'll friend them on Facebook and then I'll, I'll tell, I'll put them a happy birthday on their stuff. And it's yeah. something I do every day. If I recognize yeah. their name, the client, I'll do happy birthday. Just because a lot of people, I mean, I mean, when you get older in age, there's less people around that you grew up with. True, it happens. True, true, it happens. My uh, my wife's great aunt. She was. Uh, in 97 and she like all of her like direct descendants and siblings and everybody was passed so there's no one it's it gets kind of lonely when you're the when you get to that age because you're one of the last people and everybody you knew and grew up with is gone it's true and it's true and then you know 
But with that being said, that you we don't we don't go around them as much because we're so busy with our lives, and so 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 many times the seniors are lonely. Uh, I there's one senior in our church. And I try to uh, periodically, like on the weekends, I go grab early in the morning, grab him some coffee and drop some coffee off uh, to him. Uh, you know, he really appreciate that. You know, and so you know, even his family is not uh, involved in, 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 as much with him. So so. And I and I kind of put myself in the shoes when I get his aid. What I want people to come around me and do things for me, you know. So you reap what you sow. Hundred percent. Let's talk a little about your podcast, Troy Talks Show. Um, yes, I know you recently you recently started this, or not recently, but you got like fifty episodes out. Um, yes. Tell us tell a little about your podcast, where people can find it, and uh, okay. what's the purpose of the podcast? Yeah. So my podcast is Troy Talks. I've been uh, I'm on season three. Uh, I, uh, my next episode will be my 50th episode. So I'm going to probably do some type of celebration, the, the 50th episode. Uh, this month, I'm doing women history. So all my episodes of women that's coming out this month. And awesome. uh, basically, my podcast, uh, it started off as a monologue, me just sharing my insight and things. And uh, after, I don't know, 10, 12 episodes, I switched to a interview style. And basically, uh, it's kind of a general podcast, uh, and I basically uh, interview people, uh, and I want them to share their story, all industry walks of life, share their story, and help them to uh, share with my audience, you know, uh, different things, their experience, their education, uh, their uh, failure, success, strategies, and to share with my audience to help them to be able to navigate their business, their life. Uh, and things like that so uh, it's, it's really been exciting uh, it is a lot of work uh but i do enjoy and i'm gonna say this uh, for people to hear this the, the one thing my podcast is not a, i didn't do it for monetization and i get very 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 small monetization uh but and one day hopefully it may turn to big monetization but one of the things the joy of satisfaction i get out of the podcast is to meet amazing people uh, amazing people, even like Daniel, amazing people who uh, you find out about their story, you build a relationship with. That's the joy that I get out of a podcast. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a cool show. I enjoy being on. For everybody here, go check it out. Troy Talks podcast on all platforms, I'm sure. And it's coming out oh, yeah, YouTube. I forgot. Yeah, you told me that. Yeah, so it's uh, Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeart, uh, Amazon, there's a few other ones I can't can't think of uh, kind of on side. I can't even think of, but uh, it's about eight of them I, I'm, I'm, I'm on. So, but the, but the major is Spotify and Apple. And then you're coming out on YouTube, correct? Soon? Yeah, yeah, I'm coming out on YouTube soon. I I, I see where everything is going. So yes, I'll be on YouTube also. So definitely go check it out. If you're here, if you catch this a little, a little bit later, definitely go check it out on YouTube and uh, Apple and uh, Spotify for sure. And then uh, TroyHope.com is where people can find you for your consulting, correct? Yes, correct. Yes. Yes, TroyHope.com is my uh, website. They can uh, go there. Uh, it's a lot of uh, videos and some educational things, some presentations on there that you go on and, and navigate the website. Uh, and then also, if, if you see something that interests you, you want to talk more, my calendar is there. You can book yourself on my calendar. There you go. I uh, appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you sharing your passions and uh I, I hope uh, to help make some impact with you through the show. And who knows yes. what small impact this will make. But 
I hope to help impact some people and hopefully somebody will be like, hey, I saw you on the High Brothers podcast. And yes, yes. They'll share, share their experience with I don't know. Who Thank knows? Thank you, Daniel. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I appreciate your time. Please uh, like, go, go like, share, share with a friend. Uh, send us somebody's encouragement or some end of planning. And uh, we hope to see you on the next episode. Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming in. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Troy, for coming on. Thanks for watching this YouTube video. We hope you found value. Please like, subscribe, and hit the bell to watch more videos just like this one.